welcome, welcome, welcome to another fun-filled episode. And now you can see us. Wave Billy. Say hi. Oh, okay. wrong one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to A and B Sports Media, the podcast. Now on video. My name's AJ. And I'm Bill. And let's get right into it. This is this is interesting actually see seeing us on yeah, I here. I want to see you though. Well, well, so fun fact, this, this beautiful thing right here. Let me actually get up and show you. That's where all the magic happens. Right here. Oh, yeah. Slap the table. Always, slap that table. With all that was, these fun things. All the things that we bought, and now we're all doing things, it. And now we're doing we it for our home. Specifically for this. And now we're online <laughs> so we can do the yep. cameras. But, all right, let's get, let's get right into it, Bill. Let's get into uh, sports history. Today in sports history, which today is October 3rd of 2023. But we're going to go way back to 1884 with the British Opens men's golf in Prestwick GC. Jack Simpson wins in windy conditions by four strokes from fellow Scots Douglas Rowland and Willie Fernie. Great name. Great and then names. we're going to go to 1888 with the New Zealand Natives, a privately organized and mainly Maori rugby team, plays the first game in the UK. Beat Surrey 4-1, first rugby national team to wear all black and perform the haka, which, if you don't know, that's the crazy war dance that they do before every rugby match to make everyone very terrified of them. Yes. Um, and then, in 1920, the American Pro Football Association, later known as the NFL, uh, plays the first round of games. The Dayton Triangles beats the Columbus Panhandles, 14 in the first official game at Triangle Park, Dayton. I now want to be called a panhandle. You want to that's be a called dangerous a panhandle? Thing, cause the, yes, because in the panhandle, that's where all the crazy shit happens. Nah, give me, let me be the triangles. The, you could be a triangle, time. you damn square. You friggin' panhandle. Anyway, that was our time in sports history. We're going to go flying right over to 200 miles an hour into Formula One. And guess what happened again? What happened again, Max Bill? One. What else is new? Um, that was last weekend. Oh, wait. We talked about this already. There was no race last week, or there was no race this weekend due Whoa. to them going to the Qatar Grand Prix on Oct uh, October 8th at 1 p.m. So, no race last weekend. I'm repping Lando Norris's jersey here if you can't see it. I don't know if you can see it now. but Yeah, you can. Me. There Should you go. Me. Lando Norris football jersey. Don't know why I bought it. I did. I have a ton of Formula One gear for some reason. I love it. But I forgot. The Qatar Grand Prix is on October 8th at 1 p.m. You can catch that on ESPN at any time. Max is probably going to win, but Lando Norris has been playing very well recently. So honest to God, I would actually put a bet on him for going top three. I think that would be good. If you want a more safe bet, I would do top six. Um, but that's something that we could talk about more once next week. Cause I, again, I don't think there's not much else worrying about Max getting first place at this point. So as we get into the pit lane, we're going to get out, drop our gloves and start fighting somebody. We have hockey. Um, guess what happened? The flyers won a game. They won a preseason game. Yeah, it was against the Bruins. It was three to one. So, so far when it comes to preseason, they are currently uh, one, two, two for three. They've won. Okay. I'm sorry. Two for five. Two for God five. Damn it, Bill. You're I, I know they played two. They played five games. They won two of them. Is it two for three or two for five then? If they played three or five games, they played five games and they've won two. One, two, two of them lost three. So they're so two and three. They're, yeah. Okay. So they're two and three. The two out there of five, go. though. That's what. The two out of five. That, I think that's, that's what I was trying about. to say. Yeah. But they're two and three in the preseason. They have one final preseason game in two days on Thursday, October fifth, seven o'clock against the Islanders, who they lost to already. Mm -hmm. Um, they actually, I just noticed their wins that they have are both against the Bruins too. But again, all preseason, so shout out, it won't Gavin. matter. Yeah, I was going to call him and make fun of him. But uh, and then our first actual game will be next week on October 12th. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a home game. We don't actually have a home game until October 17th against the Canucks. 
So we have some time still until hockey comes back into our lives. I'll be pissed off for the majority of the time because I love, I love the game, but at the same time, Jesus Christ, it's annoying. Did you, uh, did you cave and get season tickets or no? No, no, they stopped. Calling I got, I got called again for season tickets. I'm not spending <clears throat> the money. I can't do it. I want to. It's not worth it. I'm gonna wait for Philly's season tickets this year, next year. Do the Sunday plan like I wanted to. Yeah, that's smart. Um, all right. So now we're going from a slap shot to a penalty kick. We're going to talk about the Philadelphia Union. Uh, they <coughs> played recently uh, on Saturday, September 30th, against uh, Columbus, another tie game for them. They also played on September 27th before our podcast where they were playing against FC Dallas. They both tied there as well. So currently on to three, four, actually, I just realized. Hang on. They are currently on. Where is the last game? One, two, three, four, five. They are on a five-game draw streak. Draw streak. Oh, wow. Yep. So starting with Cincinnati, they went 2-2, two and two, or the score was 2-2. Two, two. Against Charlotte was 2-2. 0-0 two, two. Zero, zero for LAFC. Against Dallas was 1-1. One, one. Columbus was 1-1. One, one. They're playing Atlanta United tomorrow at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time um, in Atlanta. And currently in the standings, they moved down the fourth because of none of the points really uh, helping them out. They are currently right behind New England, which is uh, has 52 points, and Columbus has 50. They are pretty much going to be set, I think, for finals as long as that continues. It looks like the end of the season ends on October 21st before playoffs kick in. And if that's the case, they should be fine. But... Everything can change real quickly, so we'll see how it goes. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Well, hopefully that keeps going well. Um, and now we're going to get out of the soccer stadium and into the backyards and watch people beat each other up because these are your UFC fights of the weekend. Before I do that, I want to see if this works. And I should have tested this earlier, but I didn't care. I want to give a shout out to Millie, who's just sneaking around behind that, uh, that door over there. Did that work? No. No, it's not working. All right, I wanted to see if I can go live while I was uh, you using my to. camera. What's up? I said you should be able to. Let me it see if work. I can do it. <clears throat> Boomer. Let me do this. Nah, it's not letting me. Don't worry about uh, it. Don't worry about it. Oh, don't you, you – you keep going. I'll, I'll okay, so we have a UFC fight night going on. It is Grant uh, Dawson versus Bobby Green. This will be on Saturday, October 7th. How would you get it up? I don't know why. Because I'm just good like that. It's all right. I hate you. All right, well, Saturday, October 7th at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We can now have this up so people can see there's pretty little faces as they get beat up later. Going to be real. A lot of this card – is unranked fighters so it's not anything that we're going to be able to focus heavily on i wanted to be able to share my screen but it's okay but we're going to talk about bobby green first and grant dawson just because otherwise there's not much else going on on this card grant is currently 20 and 1 and 1 one no contest obviously at the end four wins by knockout 13 by sub seven first round finishes um he is currently on what looks like a three-ish win streak. There's actually a draw in between, um, but otherwise was on a roll basically before then and is ranked 10th in the lightweight division. Um, what can I say about this dude? He is, is good. He is honestly a very well-rounded lightweight, great striking, great takedowns, great wrestling, great submissions. Um, as you could tell, 13 wins by submission is no easy joke. Um, I think this is kind of a mismatch of a fight, but I think it's just because Bobby Green can just go in there and do it the best that like he could just he'll fight anybody. He doesn't care. Yeah. Now jumping over to Bobby Green, he is currently 30, 14, and one, has a lot of experience under his belt. He fights uh with a lot of bob and weaving Philly shoulder. Uh ten wins by knockout, nine wins by sub, ten first round finishes. So he's no slouch either. Both have good takedown defense. Both have good striking. I can see because they're both, in a way, have good wrestling and takedown defense. This is going to be a striking matchup. If that's the case, I think Bobby will have a much better chance. 
than it is by um then um fuck I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I think Bobby has a better chance in striking against Grant than if he had to go deal with wrestling too because we've seen him wrestle against Islam Makchev and it didn't go too well. But um Bobby's on a weird kind of like path with his record. He's fought the craziest. He's fought Islam Makchev, Drew Dauber, uh, Jared Gordon, and he recently won via submission against Tony Ferguson, which, I mean, that's a, he gave him his sixth loss in that streak. So it is what it is. It is what um, it is. Moving on beyond that. Oh, no, this guy. Um, let's go downwards. I want to show off one dude. His name is Joaquin Buckley. Um, he is, if you've seen him before, you'll see him again. He has the, uh, one of the most famous highlights in the UFC where he got his leg caught, does a little spin move and kicks the dude in the face. And he was just all fucked up there. Um, it's not right. And now what's it called? He's 16, six, 12 wins by knockout four first round finishes where uh, Alex Morono is currently 23 and eight with one, no contest. Alex is no slouch. Honest to God, I actually think Alex will probably win this. He's currently coming off a win against Tim Means, which is no slouch either. Um, very happy with him overall. Um, I, I, I'm going to take Alex, honestly. I like uh, Joaquin, but I think Alex is going to take it. Odds-wise, let's see what they say. They don't say anything yet because it's too early. Um, but it is, that's whatever. Uh, moving one more down, and this is the last fight I'll focus on before a shout out. Um, we're going to go over one more lightweight fight going on. That's Drew Dauber versus Ricky Glenn. It's right under your screen, AJ. <clears throat> um, AKA the Crimson Chin and Ricky Glenn. Love Drew Dauber. I've always, like, I think he should be in the top 15, but after his last couple fights, I was wrong. He's currently 26 and 12. He's coming off a loss. 14 wins by knockout, five by sub, nine first round finishes. He is an overall a good fighter. He just needs to keep everything going, and I think he'll be okay. But I think he'll win by knockout against Ricky Glenn. Uh, Ricky Glenn is currently 22, 7 and 2. Both of these fighters are coming off a loss. 13 wins by knockout, um, three by submission. And then seven first round finishes. Ricky Glenn, honestly, I want to take Drew Dauber by knockout. I think I've already said that. Can you click the odds and see if anything comes up? Uh, yeah, hold on. Hey, don't you love UFC's website? I love it to death. I want to wonder why this cat is jumping around and causing chaos. Ooh. And then I disappeared. But then I'm back, maybe? Ooh, magical. I know. I, don't know. I clicked odds. There's nothing for odds bitch. for right now. So, moving on. One last thing. There's a guy at, uh, on the first one. Alexander Hernandez versus Bill Alego. You know who I'm rooting for. Otherwise, that's really it regarding UFC. No uh, PFL or one going on currently. No major boxing matches, I think, until Tyson. We did miss last week, which I do apologize. Canelo Alvarez did fight. He won single hand or unanimously for his uh, middleweight title, so good for Canelo. Uh, I'll try to keep up with boxing more. I, I done goofed on that one. I didn't realize that was goofed, happening though. that week. I thought it was the week after. But that is it for UFC, and it is time for everything else. Oh, God. Did we screw everything up? No, we didn't. We're good. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Uh, you know, what? I'm, I'm annoyed at my at the at everything right this moment, but that's my fault. Our first video, all right? We can edit a lot of it. I probably won't edit a lot of it. I'll probably leave it in because it's just funny. leave it in as we're just sitting there going. Just you know what you should do? Put text what? over it. This saying Bill's DoorDash fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna say we're gonna cut here, and I'm just gonna have technical difficulties. There you go. There you go. Um, but, but it's yeah. time to talk. About sports. Other about sports. Other sports. I don't know which one you're starting with, so I didn't want to say one. We're starting with the Fightins, boys. We're starting oh, okay. and girls. We're starting with the Fightins. They start their first wildcard game tonight. 
So by the time this goes out, if it goes out tonight or it might go out tomorrow. Oh, we could have went out for this. No, we couldn't have. It's 8 o'clock the game starts. Yeah. And what was your exact reasoning for not going out? Yeah, I know. I want to be a broke bitch, but I ordered food. Well, that could have went fault. out with that food. That's your fault. No. Also, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I, don't, I mean, I think Rav might have people over. I'm pretty sure he was talking about doing that tonight. Um, but I have no idea. But right, yeah, no, you told me you were a broke ass bitch, and to be fair, so do I. So I kind of want to not go out and spend money. But if you're as spend I money, did that then... anyway. But regardless, they have their game tonight. I got my Castellanos jersey on. Um, I I was very curious about this because I was because the Phillies and, and the Marlins. I think last year was a lot worse than than what they are now. But so the Phillies and the Marlins they faced uh, thirteen times this year. Can you tell me how many, like, the record? Like, this is, this, this is, I have the Marlins record right now. The, we beat um, them all. Huh? We beat, oh, are you talking about the records in general, or are you talking like about? Like, the record, Marlins versus Phillies, it's head-to-head, and I have the Marlins record right now. Well, technically the Phillies record, too. What do you think the record is? I think the Phillies beat them every time we saw them. Really? Yes. Okay, well, the Marlins record is 7-6 and six against us. Oh, yeah. So that means we are. Oh no, we are the underdogs again. Whatever shall we do? But but we're not. So okay. Phillies are actually minus one fifty five on the money line, and the over under is seven and a half. So they expect a scoring game. They always expect Um, a scoring game. But if we're hot, we're hot. Especially in Philly, like Bedlam of the Bank, like yeah, Red October. I'm so excited. Um. But we got Wheeler going for us. He was 13-6 and six on the year with a 3.61 ERA. And then you got Lazardo. Uh, he was 10-9 and nine with a 3.63 ERA. Um, so it's going to be a fun one to watch. It's really going to come down to, do the Phillies have the bats going today or no? Um, they better. And I, I think, I think so this, this is how I see the series going. I think the, um, the first game we win, handedly. Uh, the second game we lose. And then the third game we win in like a you know a glorious bullshit thing that the Phillies will do it on some playoff game. So it's going to be a lot of heartbreak. I will tell you that. But I think that yeah. we, we come out of it because it's a three game series. I think we win this two to one. Um, you'll love this. You'll you'll love this so much. Angel Hernandez. Oh no. He is officially the worst umpire of the year. Oh that well that was unexpected. Not as surprising as I thought. But he's he was officially the worst umpire of the year. He's uh, He actually didn't start until August due to a back injury, but he, he racked up 161 bad calls in 10 games. Jesus. In, in, That's including terrible, including the lowest rated game. That's crazy. That's, a- and, that, and that man still has a job. Hurt. It would be worse. Yeah, imagine if he started in like April or May. That's crazy. I that that's baffling to me. That, it's that nuts that in man. two separate games he missed fifteen calls. That, yeah. it's insane. It, it's nuts. And then the strike zone thing with Harper, that was uh. It wasn't stupid. even a strike zone. That was just they. He said he swung, check but he, swing, but he check didn't. Swing. Yeah, which was <laughs> that was he's just he's so bad at his job. Um. Moving on, because so, that game will get decided today. By the time this episode goes out, we'll either know if they won or not. We'll even know if I'm going to be pissed off the rest of the week or not. Um, but so we're going to be tuning into that. That starts at 8 o'clock. Um, but moving on to things that really do piss me off is the Sixers. A little news there. Drew Holiday, the one that got traded uh, from Damian Lillard, uh, he actually got traded uh, not to the Sixers, not to the team that should he should have gotten traded to, to the Celtics. Uh, oh, so now oh. Milwaukee and the Celtics are both are now leagues ahead of the Sixers, while the Sixers are faltering. And I just, the Sixers are not a serious organization. It just it pissed me off so much. And Harden hasn't joined the team yet either. They had their media day, and he was supposed to show up for like the team media days, but they didn't. He didn't show up for that. He's he's still expected to, and I think people around like him are expecting him to show up too. But that's that's an absolute shit show. I don't I don't think he gets traded. Like the fact that he's all pissed off at the Sixers for 
not trading him when it's like, no, you probably should be pissed off that the Clippers don't want to give anything like to get you. Yeah. <laughs> so, but now we'll move on to football. Woo, football. The Giants got massacred. I absolutely massacred. I don't know what's up with that team. Yeah, because, well, one game, they get demolished by the Cowboys. Then they had this huge comeback from against the Cardinals. And then the next game, the next few games, they just they can't get, even they score get 10. They scored three. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Fucking um, Daniel Jones threw two picks, and he had a fumble, and he was sacked. How many times do you think he was sacked, Bill? Six. Higher. Really? Yeah. Try, try one more time. Ooh, cl- 11. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Which is disgusting. Disgusting, and yeah, it, it, that's... it it pisses me off so badly because I had the Seahawks defense on my bench on my other league, and if I played them, because they got thirty two points, I no, I would have won by like three or four points. Yeah, holy crap! And it makes me sick because I would have been undefeated still in that league. But they so the I the Giants without Saquon Barkley, they just they they don't look like a good team at all. Um, Dale Jones isn't looking for Darren Waller, who they they brought in. To be the wide receiver one, who's he's a, a thirty-year-old tight end. I gotcha. Um, their run game isn't looking good. The you know, Jones doesn't look good. Their defense can't hold shit. Um, and I was thinking about this too. I think their season's kind of over. Like, yeah, I, by, I I think this is now a rebuilding. I would think so too. And they just like gave Danny Jones like like an 80, 80 mil or a hundred something mil contract. Like he was he's he's more expensive than Jalen Hurts. I hope you understand that. Um, and they face Miami and Buffalo the next two weeks. So like, they're going to get smacked. And if for some reason they pull off some BS, like, you know, oh, our season's not over wins against one of them, which I think it might be Miami, but I highly, highly, highly doubt that's even possible. Yeah. They're, yeah, their season's over. And I think, um, realistically, I think the smartest thing they should do is probably if they are going into a rebuild, trade Saquon Barkley for some picks or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I again I don't think they're gonna do that. I think they're gonna be stubborn as fuck. Especially Probably. when they have Dayball. They just paid Day Jones all this. They just got Darren Waller. They're definitely not gonna want to rebuild. And to be fair too, they did have line a few linemen go down there in that game. They did. But eh, that's not it. They didn't have linemen go down during Dallas. They didn't have linemen go down during the other games. Like I think it's over. But we'll move I think on. It is. We'll move on from that game. We'll go on uh, to the tomorrow night game. For real? Podcast? Oh. Huh? Yes. <laughs> we are getting so many interruptions. My mom's saying hi. Hi. Um, yeah, for real. This is, of course, the one time we've recorded this, like, like video-wise. So many things are happening. Yep. But uh, moving on to um, the Jets versus the Chiefs game, which that was a fun game. That, that was, was a, a fun really, game. Zach Wilson almost did it, dude. He almost did it. He didn't, but he almost did. <laughs> to be fair, there was a lot of things that went against him, though. And I think yes, that, I that will was, say refereeing was kind of shit there. That was very suspect. Um, I remember the one they actually on my Twitter feed. It's like it's everywhere, but the NFL the one, Yeah. The, they had the pick, and the ref waited to call the flag until he caught it to be sure that it was a pick, and then he threw the flag, and it was like, not not the greatest look, NFL. Um, nope. But he, Zach Wilson, honestly, outplayed Mahomes, which I never thought I would ever say in my life. Yeah, Mahomes had two interceptions, too, which is wild. Zach Wilson yep. had none. Yeah, he had none. But Zach Wilson did have one fumble, and that's kind of what, yeah. If you take away the penalties, that is what decided the game. It did. Um, it took them a while to kind of get going, too. Like, he was a lot more comfortable, and he was more of a, in a rhythm with the offense. But when it came down to, like, you know, mistakes, Mahomes, honestly, he's he's in an extra caliber where, like, yeah, he'll make mistakes, but he can still overcome them and win. Um, Zach Wilson could not. And, again, penalties were a little sus. Um, but, yeah, he threw for uh, – uh, 38 attempts, 28 completions. He threw for 245 yards and uh, two touchdowns. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. What was not okay. cool? What was not cool was uh, Rodney Harrison 
Um, he's an analyst. He's like an after the game, they have like people on the you know they they talk about the game and stuff going around, and they choke they, on players. It, yeah, especially Chris Collingsworth. We all know what he chokes. Yes, on. I love Chris Collingsworth. No, I don't. I fucking hate Chris Collingsworth. <laughs> he is on my top five irrational hatreds. If I was able to see him in an Eagles tailgate parking lot, I would fight him on the spot. It would be worth getting arrested. Okay. <laughs> irrational hatred. I told you. It's. I mean, it's. It's kind of rational. Maybe. You know, maybe it's totally not to rational. The, not to he's the terrible. Extent of he's terrible. Not to the extent of what you said, but he, no, 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 no. he, he he's terrible. I, Mahomes, I don't like hearing, listening to him. Mahomes throws a pick, the, the penalty one. Mahomes threw a pick, and then immediately yeah. he was like, Mahomes has such a touch on the ball. It's like, are you kidding me? No, he has a touch on the ball to the uh, defense. No, bad, bad Collingsworth. I want to shit hit him with a squirt bottle. Every yeah, time he says something about the other opposing QB, that's it. I agree. I agree. He's 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 a lot, but that's not the analyst I'm talking about. I know. Uh, Rodney, no, that's fine. I'm I'm all for the rank because I'm there with you. Um, Rodney Harrison, he's an analyst. He got some flack because he was trying to bait Chris Jones, who's a deep tackle for the Chiefs, to kind of say some bad things about Wilson. And Chris Jones was like, "No, like he's he's a special player." And Rodney Harrison was like, "What do you mean he's trash? Like on live TV?" He's like, "No, he's trash." Like you, you can at least admit that, right? He's like, no, like and Chris Jones actually was giving him praise and stuff, which was like a, a huge thing. But yeah, Rodney Harrison was an absolute dickhead, dude. He was like, he, he, he was trying to get Chris Jones calls like Wilson trash to put him down and stuff like that. And it was like, as an analyst, that's just it's severely unprofessional for one. And for two, trying to bait someone into like doing that kind of stuff, it, you're just an absolute dickhead. Yeah, I was just scummy. But the uh, the just defense, they look absolutely phenomenal. They did phenomenal. Only um, they had a good offense to go with it. I was gonna say, and that, well, now that the offense is kind of starting to pick it up and starting to click, they're starting to gel. Zach Wilson's starting to get into it. I think they need to start using Brees Hall more. Um, yeah. I know they have them. They're like trying to ease him back in after the ACL, but like Dalvin's not doing it. Michael Carter's not going to do it. If you want to give the rookie a shot, maybe do that. But like Brees Hall's the guy, so like they should start. You know ramping them up a little bit more um, and see where they go from there. But if the Jets defense stay the way they are and the offense only gets better, especially against the Chiefs, like that's going to be – honestly, I, I can see them being like a late push playoff team. Um, yeah, I was going to say, they're only one and one when it comes to divisional games. They won against the Bills and then lost against the Patriots. So it's not like they're out of contention yet like the Giants really feel like they are. No, not – the Giants, honestly, I feel like they're about to go one and five. Like the, probably the Cardinals' comeback was just kind of crazy, but yeah. Um, I do have a fun fact about the Jets game, though. The Jets scored every possible way with a touchdown, a safety, a PAT, a field goal, and a two-point conversion. Huh. They also scored the minimum uh, number of points possible in that scenario. So <laughs> if you combine all those, it's twenty points, and they scored twenty points. So that's I thought that was like that just kind of crazy. Like I, I don't even know if you could bet on that, but yeah. Imagine like you, you literally the only way of scoring by like figuring out different ways to score in the game. Um moving on, I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh the Chargers versus the Raiders because that was kind of like the more out in the the mid window of the games, that was a more competitive one. Um and man, Herbert's he's he's him, dude. That, yeah. that man is that, that, that I don't know a lot good. of people a lot of people online keep calling him not clutch um just like well with his playoff performance giving up that's um like the big lead and stuff like that it's like no he's pretty clutch dude especially yeah. when he's hurt so because he got he he got his foot uh not his foot his hand stepped on um and he actually has a broken finger so he's he's like they they have a bye week so he'll be fine you know for yeah. the next game but he came back in with a broken finger and was dropping dimes. Like he he had three total touchdowns, um, and at the very end to seal the game, threw a forty yard like dagger, like right right on the dot to Josh Palmer. That man's a stud. I don't understand why people keep saying he's not clutch. Um, there was one time where it was the first it was the first or second game of last season, I believe. He um he got hit in the ribs, broke a rib. Like we didn't know he broke a rib until afterwards. 
but he broke a rib. And that man was just placing like like it was another forty yard dagger, but it was to John Jay Carter. And it's just it's it's amazing the kind of accuracy this man has. Um, but on the other side of the ball, the Raiders players are not too happy. Um, Devontae Adams and Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs actually like were verbally like uh, Adams last week before this game, and now Josh Jacobs this week after this game. Um, Adams said he doesn't have time uh, for them to figure it out. The man is 30 years old. He's still playing at like an extremely elite level, which is crazy. But father time catches all, and he knows that. And he's like, no, like either we need to figure this out, like because I don't have much time to win it when it chip. Um, Josh Jacobs also too saying, I'm tired of losing. Just keep it. Uh, just keep it 100. I'm tired of fucking losing. So like both of their stars are pissed. And oh, rightfully, yeah. rightfully so. Rightfully so. But for um, years, it's been going on. Yeah, I mean, and Josh Jacobs too is definitely frustrated about like the contract issues too, because yeah. that man carried your team last year. It was him, and then the next person was Devonta Adams, and then there was no one else. Mm-hmm. And they carried that team for a while, and like after a while, you you either start winning or those those guys are going to have to leave. And I think that that's what's going to happen. I think that. If the Raiders don't figure it out within the next two weeks, I th- actually, yeah, within the next two weeks, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see because Josh Jacobs needs to get a contract. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Dev- Devonta Adams requests a trade so that he can go somewhere and win a, win a championship. Because um, I just come I, to I don't, us, I, come to the Eagles. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would not. love I would love for it, but like, I don't know if we can. Uh, Bit the cap, can. and I don't think we would no. pay nearly as much to get them because they're probably Absolutely going for like second and thirds and stuff. We're not going to yeah. do that. Um, but speaking of the Eagles, they they somehow pulled it off, Bill. They somehow yes, I know they, my anxiety was through the game. roof. Oh yeah, my blood pressure was through the roof. I was laying back in a nice, nice, comfy chair, and oh, I cool. even couldn't enjoy that because of goddamn Eagles. But I was thinking it was like a, it was kind, it was. A 2017 Giants esque win, and actually, now that I think about it, I, let me, I'm looking up uh, what week the Eagles. That was week the two. Uh, was it week two? That was week two. No, it wasn't week two because they faced the Chiefs week two. I remember oh. that because that was the. I swear to God, it was week. That two. was week th- two and one. So yeah, that was week three. Okay. So. <laughs> So it was around, yeah, week four this year, week three, and it was Giants esque. Like, and I say that because close, it was. I'll give this to Washington. Actually, I'll bring this up later. I'll I'll get into it. But um, Hertz looked phenomenal. He did. He, he looked good. He looked fantastic. He went uh, twenty five for uh, twenty five completions, thirty seven attempts, three hundred and nineteen yards, and two touchdowns. Um, and he was just dropping dimes specifically to AJ Brown. I mean, Which, their yeah, their their game plan, their offensive game plan this this week looks leagues better than what I've been seeing. I mean, yeah. uh, for for instance, um, DeAndre Swift. I mean, that's not really a game plan, but that man is. They're starting to realize we should probably use this man a lot more, and he's the yeah. guy moving forward. Um, at like it, it's just watching him maneuver the line, especially with our best O line. He can maneuver the line and make sure that linebackers are stuck in certain holes and then he breaks out. And then you just get somewhere like the line's so good that that man just has a wide open hole and he'll just take off and like make sure the first guy misses. So that's another 20 yards. But he's he's so good. He went uh 14 rushes, 56 yards, and a touchdown. I think they need to start using him over Gamewell. Gamewell didn't really play that well. Um, no, he had, had four carries, um, only fourteen yards, and uh-huh. then two receive, um, two catches, seven yards, nothing much. Yep, yep. and there, he was part of like a really stupid play. It was like third and eleven, and they did yeah. a, an outside run, which didn't really make sense yeah, that, to me. That didn't work. But um, moving on from just the running backs, I was trying to think of a nice segue because I I'm excited for this this portion of it but aj brown is so fucking good at his job dude yeah. so good and he he rewarded me for bringing him back home to both my fantasy teams he's now my dynasty team so the house of aj is wide open for business baby Boy, um he uh he went 
nine receptions on 13 uh, attempts, 175 yards and two touchdowns. So many yards. He was he was That's six, nearly two football fields. <laughs> yeah, well, he was he was six yards away from his uh, all time like career high, which was 181. Yeah. So he was he was popping off, and I think that if you know maybe if he caught the one where it was like that really contested one where he like caught it here and then like fell back and the guy made a nice play, then that would have been his best career game ever. And they put him up against the the Washington rookie who was talking shit all game, and that was definitely like a welcome to the NFL moment. Yeah, and don't do that to that man because he'll make sure you you, you eat your he words. He will run your ass over, which he did. But, um. Specifically with AJ Brown and the play design, there was actually a play design that I wanted to call out, which is really a really cool like idea, because I know you've been noticing too, and I've been asking them to do something else with Goddard, but they've been doing a lot of screens with Goddard, where it's like maybe like yeah. two yards behind, and then they like do a screen and stuff. Where I want them to do more vertical stuff with Goddard, because him vertical up the middle of the field, he's he's so goddamn good. Like every we have so many years of evidence that they should keep doing that. But to their credit. They used a uh, they used a um, a few screens to Goddard during the game, which helped them get that AJ Brown fifty yard touchdown because it was a yeah. fake it was a fake screen. So he did a little pump fake to Goddard, and AJ Brown was going up pretending the block, and at the block he just took off, and that's why he was so wide open, and they had that dot. And I thought yeah. that was a really good play design. It was. Um. And there was just like other other things like that where it just felt more like a fluid offense was working. Um, Jalen Hurts needs to hit a few more people. There was yeah. def- looking back at the tape though, there was more uh, a few more miscommunications that I, th- I still think need to get cleaned up. Like both AJ Brown, Devontae Smith on some certain deep balls, they didn't really fully run it out. They didn't expect to be getting the ball when that's not what you got to do. Like you run out the play regardless. Um, Devontae Smith made a nice catch deep downfield. But there was one where he was coming off. He was like he, I think it was like 15 yards deep, and he kind of like made a break to the left and kind of like pulled up a bit because he didn't think he was getting the ball. And he looked up and he was like, "Oh crap!" So it looks like Jalen Hurts overthrew him. But like looking back at it, Devontae Smith just kind of like I was gonna say it looks like up. a miscommunication. Yeah, and the the same thing with AJ Brown. He did kind of the same thing over overthrew it. And then there was one where it was like a blitz. It looked like AJ Brown kind of ran the wrong route. Because yeah. Hurts went, Hurts went for a post, and AJ Brown went more of like an in route. It wasn't. It wasn't perfect. It's still not perfect yet, but it's getting better. But yeah, those miscommunications are dangerous. Yeah, like that's that's definitely stuff that needs to get cleaned up. That's why like people aren't really happy with like the four nose because we see it. We see like it's not where it was more, last year. I hate to say it. It's more like a when is it going to go wrong? Exactly. I mean, good teams find a way to win even when things go wrong, and that's what yeah. they're doing. Um, and actually, someone pointed this out too. They said that um, if last year's, if last year didn't happen, and we were just in this year, we would think that this year was last year. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, we I would think of this year would be special. But since we had the expectation of last year, and they're still, they're still four and zero. They're still technically holding we're up to it. it. We're taking it not literal. We're t- realistically, that's the word. Yeah, it's like we're not where we need to be, and especially yeah. against good teams going down the line. Like we we could be six and zero after the Rams, and then I think we have the Jets, and then we have the bye week, and then we got the Bills, the Chiefs, the Niners. Yeah, Dallas. like all the tough teams. Like I think these next few weeks is where you really have to heavy iron it out. Um, yeah, because once the bye week's over, shit turns to eleven. Mm-hmm. And just sticking on the offense real quick, because I do want to get to the defense a little bit too. Um, AJ Brown, since the Vikings game where everyone was like, where he only had like 40 yards and he kind of like was a little upset. Um, he, since the Vikings game, he's caught 18 uh receptions on 27 attempts for 306 yards and two touchdowns. And we and we all know he could ha- he probably could have had four touchdowns if he didn't drop the ones during the uh, yeah, the Bucks. If he did drop it, yeah, he would have definitely had four. Um, during uh, the Eagles and Jalen Hurts during his tenure, when they were facing double-digit deficits, they're five and zero in those games. That's mm-hmm. nuts. Like that that's nuts. that's that's a good thing to be. Whenever you have Jalen Hurts, you're never out of the game, which is very good to see. I mean, he's what twenty-one yeah. and one overall record as a starter. Um, percentage of uh I, oh, this is this is a fun stat. I actually thought this would be pretty cool too. They kind of go with the offense. So percentage of points. 
um, like from NFC East QBs. So this is how much the QBs had a direct effect on your offense scoring points. It's because like, obviously you'll have a receiver making nice ass plays, running backs, all that, whatever. But this it directly is affected by the QB and them getting the points for the uh, the team. Number one is Hertz, obviously, with forty one percent of the uh, the total points. So that's forty eight points out of one hundred eighteen. Um, at this, this number two is just because it's they don't have that many points. The Giants with Danny Jones, really? Um, yeah, well, he's thirty nine percent of the total points of offense because it's eighteen points out of forty six. So we have one hundred eighteen total points. They have forty six. So like, obviously, percentage is a little skewed. But Sam yeah. Howell is number three with 34%, okay. uh, 30 points out of the 89 total points. And then number four, Dak Prescott, 19%. That is satisfying. 24 points um, out of a total 124. So that's that's a <clears> – everything else made sense until I saw that because that's 19% of 124 points, which is, like, very friggin' low. But yeah. I, just, just to kind of show you that, like, even though things aren't working well, like, the Eagles' offense are, are, are going. They are. Def- the defense, however, suspect as hell, and it's specifically with, with our, um, our pass coverage. Yeah, it's not looking so hot right now. No, I mean, we, we have injuries. Um, the one, our one, our few of our safeties are hurt. Um, our, our slot cornerback is hurt. Avante Max, he's out for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually did just sign um, a cornerback. Um, it was a Saints veteran. He's a slot uh, cornerback. So I have a, a note here that I wanted to bring up, uh, specifically to bring you know Bradbury out of the slot, put him back on the uh, the outside. Um, it's the former Saints and Broncos uh, cornerback Bra- Bradley Robbie, um, and he's a, a slot cornerback. So that directly affects our problem a little bit, but. It was just they 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 played like very soft coverage. They were yeah. very hardly pressing. Like our D line was going after them. They had five sacks that game, and I think like they eleven did. pressures, yeah. which means like they were affecting the line. But our defense has made Sam Hell like Tom Brady. I mean, he went twenty nine for forty one with two hundred ninety yards and a touchdown. Um, all the big plays. We were we were a Reed Blankenship forearm away from losing that game. Yeah, that was close. Uh, if he did not forearm shuffle there at the last second, we probably be in a shittier situation. A hundred percent shittier situation, and um, it's just yeah, we're. I mean, it's a game of inches. I know that, but this is Washington. And to be honest, fair fair credit, give credit where credits due. Sam Howell looks pretty good in the past yeah, four weeks. Like he did. They got smacked against the Bills, but they're a more, I guess, efficient defense with less injuries than we have. But Sam Howell actually looks pretty good. I think he's definitely their guy moving forward. Yeah. Um, but kind of going back on the cornerback position for the Eagles, yeah, like Joe wasn't doing it on the outside. He was kind of getting cooked a lot. Um, I wanted us to kind of work with Eli Ricks, the, the rookie. Um, mm-hmm. He was looking pretty good. Um, we'll have to see what they do with the the new guy, at least. Um, cause I know that like now they signed him, so we'll see necessarily what, uh, what happens with that. Um, yep. sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, and then last but not least, I know I'm very Eagles heavy. I, there is more stuff we're going to get to. Um, Sirianni said that, uh, got her still a part of the plan moving forward. Got her only had 13, uh, completions, 19 attempts, eight yards, and that's it through four weeks. Um, like I said, they kind of use them. Yeah. The more vertical, they use them on misdirections with the screen and stuff like that. But, um, and before I get into waivers, Bill, do you want to talk about the MVP of that game? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm not wearing the right color, but I have the number four on. So he did it again. When the times were tough, the, the dip was low. The beers were warm. This man walked out like a majestic beast, pigeons and doves flying by him, and he went out onto, I think it was the 56-yard line, or 50, or not 56, but he kicked the 56 or 54-yard field goal, 
and won the game in overtime. 54. 54. 54. 54. That, he's been automatic this season. He's been, he has. without him, realistically probably 2-2. Two two. Yeah, he is currently, for three of the four games that we've had, he has been 100%. He has only missed one kick so far this season. Yep. Jake Elliott is And it was still, like a 30-yarder. Yeah, it was, because, you know, third, closer he gets, it gets harder for him. Yep, yep, yep. Um, before we get into next week's um, lineup, where we're going to talk about a few games for next week, um, I do want to talk about a few waiver wire pickups that I think would be relevant to fantasy. Okay. Um, I'll pull up. I'm pulling up the keeper draft that we have because they have because the dynasty uh, league that I'm in, most people are already taken, so that this wouldn't necessarily fully apply. Um, but a big one that's going to be a big waiver wire ad. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin, he's the running back for Denver. Um, Javante Williams went down. He's not expected to lose that much um, playing time, but Jaleel McLaughlin, he had seven rushes for 72 yards, um, three receptions for 32 yards and a touchdown. It's just every time he touches the ball, he makes plays, and he's only rostered in 6% of leagues, so I would highly recommend going after him. A few other names, um, P. Ryan. Jalen Warren, if he's still available. Tyler Boyd. Um, C.J. Stroud, if he's still available. Um, Michael Wilson's another rookie that I think is going to be doing really good. Um, He's a rookie for, excuse me, Arizona. He's starting to kind of come into his own. He went seven receptions on seven targets for 76 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Josh Dobbs is kind of looking towards him. Um, If you need a QB streamer, I would definitely choose Josh Dobbs. He's been playing uh, very high-level football, especially for a QB that's never kind of been in, in a starting position for a minute. Um, Josh Dobbs is rostered in 9% of leagues. Um, Michael Wilson is rostered in 8% of leagues. Uh, when it comes to the other ones, those ones are a little bit more well-known. Um, like in our league, he's taken with CJ Stroud. is only rostered in 56% of leagues. He's like probably going to be a top-10 QB moving forward. So I'd highly recommend looking into those. Make sure you use uh, appropriate fab bucks. Um, I would definitely try to get McLaughlin, uh, Michael Wilson, and Stroud as the main guys. Um, Trade targets, I would definitely say Joe Mixon. um, And same with Tank Dell. They kind of had a down week. Um, The Bengals offense does not look good. They're one of the worst offenses right now, but that'll pick up. Joe Mixon's an elite talent running back, so if you can get by low on him, definitely do that. Tank Dell, same thing. He had a down week. Um, that was just because Nico Collins popped off for like 170 plus, like an A.J. Brown thing, where Devontae Smith might have had a down week, but you know Devontae Smith's good. Tank Dell's a rookie, but he's 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 him, and he's one of C.J. Stroud's favorite targets, so I highly recommend trading for him. Um, also a few picks that I would definitely recommend trying to trade for is Michael Pittman. Um, he's, he's the wide receiver one in Colts. He's probably going to be a little bit more expensive than, um, most of these, the rest of the people I talk about, um, outside of Pollard. Um, it's Tony Pollard tried to grab him too. Uh, it, these are a few buy low candidates that I think not too much buy low, definitely more buy low on Mixon and Dell. Um, try to, Definitely try to look for Rashad White. That man, he's he's the running back in Tampa. He's getting like at least 75, 80% of the uh, snaps for running backs, and he's he's making it worth it. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I thought Sean Tucker was going to take the job a lot quicker, but Rashad White has been keeping on to that job and getting a lot of opportunities. And the fantasy football opportunities are what, you know, gets you guys, gets everyone points. Um, last but not least, I would say James Conner. He's been someone that is – kind of came out of nowhere for me i always thought that he was very mid he just had a lot of volume when it came to uh a lot of volume for a running back so that's why he would always get points and stuff like that but he's been looking really good um specifically even against dallas like their their stout defense he went 98 yards uh, and a touchdown um he's been running the ball really efficiently so i highly recommend trying to get him he's a little older of a running back so careful he might he he also is a little bit injury prone so but he's looked healthy. He's looked good. So I highly recommend going into that. Um, and then we'll get right into some of the, the football games. Uh, Eagles face the Rams away. Bill, what do you think is going to happen here? I'm concerned about this game. Are you? 
A little bit. Why I, is that? Not, not even in the sense of, like, our team itself. Our defense, yes, I, I'm very concerned about, um, like, how we're handling pass defense. Mm-hmm. I'm more concerned that this game may just be, like, our off day and then we lose. Mm, I can I can see that. I can definitely see that. I would definitely I, think more of the um, – no, there's, there's more than the Jets. I would definitely see that. Mm-hmm. I, our only saving grace, though, is that Stafford's actually dealing with a hip contusion. Ah, okay, um, so that's actually huge. He's, he's still expected to play. He's a tough bitch, dude. That man yeah. popped his shoulder out um, when he played for the Lions. It's actually it was, he was mic'd up. It's like all over. If you go, on YouTube, I, I remember it, up, it. Yeah, popped his shoulder out, threw a, a a a bomb, came in for one play, threw a touchdown to get them in the lead, then won the game. But so he'll definitely want to play. He's definitely he's older, but he's still gonna tough it out. He um, still has fight left in him. He absolutely. I think this game comes down to how well do we stop the pass? Yes. Um, if we can, we got it covered. If not, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. Stafford is more of a less mobile QB than Howell is. Um, Howell definitely was more of a pocket passer, but he can move around. He can, you know, manipulate the pocket, whereas Stafford, especially injured and older, is not going to be able to manipulate the pocket, move around like that. So I think, one, how's our pass coverage? And two, is our D-line going to continue this dominance? And I think if at least one of those work, then we win this game. Yeah. Um, right now on the matchup predictor, the, the Eagles are looking at a 55.9% um, chance to win this game. Um, according to the Caesars, um, right now the line is Philadelphia minus 4.5, over under 50.5. Really? Mm-hmm. So they're expecting a high-scoring game. and I, I don't think it will be. Really? No, but, I think it's going to be less than 50. Really? Because these are two prolific offenses. You don't think that... You know, if it's going anything, to be big... we're if the Eagles are going to win, it's going to be a blowout from the Eagles. And a, the Eagles defense holds up. Eagles are going to blow them out. Their LA is not going to score for shit. It's going to be less than 50 because of that. However, okay. if the Eagles defense shits the bed, mm-hmm. then I agree. High scoring game. Okay. Yeah, I think it really depends on how or what they do with, like, are they putting uh, Bradbury back on the outside and, and bringing yeah. in a new guy in, on, uh, you know, the slot. Um, there's no anytime TD prop bets for this just yet, so definitely look look for our Twitter at AB Sports Media. I'll put it up there. Um, yeah, I would actually – I'd probably go minus four and a half. Um, over under, I think, is definitely more 50-50 than most people think. Um, but I think minus four and a half, I think – birds do win this by at least a touchdown it's it, and then if they don't it's going to be they're going to lose by a field goal i don't think it'll be like oh it'll, it'll be close yeah um and then the last game i wanted to talk about which is it's going to be a, a fun one to watch um it's cowboys versus 49ers at the 49ers okay oh, um right now the 49ers look uh, have a 55 uh, percent chance to win this game i think the 49ers come in and show the Cowboys are offense. The Cowboys offense is frauds. Mm, um, okay. Cause like they, every single game has been their defense balling out to scoring points and everything. And like I showed you before, like Dak Prescott's not really helping his team score points. Um, obviously Pollard and CD lamb are going to pop off, but um, it really comes down to, can the Cowboys defense stop McCaffrey? And if they can, can Brock Purdy hit those those passes that he's missed a few? Yeah. He's been playing very well, but there's been a few ones that could have been made games a lot easier that he's been missing, some deep shots. Um, and Ayuk's kind of just been popping off too, so can he hit him there? Um, I I also could see this just being like an absolute like barn burner, like in the trenches type shit. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, towards maybe like the second half, the Niners defense is going to start getting after him. Um, it's really if the Cowboys defense gets after him first, like especially in the beginning of the, the quarters, it, they're definitely going to be looking very good for the rest of this game. I think if Purdy throws maybe a few an interception and a fumble and the Cowboys get ahead a few points, 
then they probably win this game. But if that doesn't happen, then I I, I don't see any way the 49ers lose this game. I yeah, think I they're, agree. They're just a better team all around. Um, and I'm excited to to face them because that'll be a huge test. But yeah, I think it will be. The oh, so we're actually more favored than the 49ers. 49ers are minus four and a half. Uh, over under 45. So they definitely think that this game is going to be a little more defensive as well. Um, and I agree. I, I think that the Rams and the Eagles are going to just be thrown everywhere where this game is going to be a, a very defensive thing. Um, same thing, no anytime touchdown scores. I'd... So for DraftKings, they actually have San Francisco minus three and a half. That's not that bad. I, I would probably go with that route, minus three and a half, and maybe the uh, – I'd probably say the over. 45 seems a little low. Like if it's like 30 to to 17, that that hits. I think okay. I think that's I think that's a reasonable ask from a very prolific offense. Um but yeah, that's I think those are the only two games that I really wanted to talk about. I know I ranted a lot about Oh, I know exactly I what I want to talk about. Oh. Go ahead, what's your question though? Uh I had two questions on who you think will win in these two specific games. One by how much for one of them, the other one, just because battle in a suck. Um, The Giants and the Dolphins, how bad do you think Miami's going to run up their score? Giants and the Dolphins? um, I think it's it's not going to be, for some reason, it's not going to be anywhere close to the Broncos, like Slugfest. Yeah. Um, But I definitely think they put up 30 points, and I think, I think Giants offense kind of gets a little bit more rhythm, especially if Sa- if Saquon comes back. I think the games is a lot closer than people think. But if Saquon's okay. not back, no, that's going to be a, a shit show. Uh, and in a battle to suck, the Jets and the Broncos are one and three. I know Zach Wilson played very well against the Chiefs. Yeah. I still, I think the Jets take that one. Jets win that hundred percent. Right, Their defense is too about? good. Their Jets, the fucking Taylor Swift. Oh my god. I am. I was all for it the very first game when when they first like showed her and everything like that. Even when they had like the whole build up before like the first game and everything like that, where they were like, "Oh, is is he hooking up with Taylor Swift or not?" I'm I'm fine with that. But now it's enough. Sleeper, yeah. I I I was. This is before I actually started getting pissed off. So Sleeper. This changed, was funny. Yeah, this was funny. Sleeper changed Travis Kelsey's picture to Taylor Swift. Um, so that was a that was a funny thing to see. But then NFL. Kept putting their their background was Taylor Swift. It was her at the yep. game, and then after the Jets game, which everyone was pissed off at, they said we're uh, Chiefs are two and zero as Swifties. It was like every fucking sentence was Taylor Swift. Isaiah Pacheco even, scored a fifty yard touchdown. They didn't even let him see. They didn't show him the. Uh, nope, they showed Taylor his, Swift. His little celebration. He, yeah, immediately to Taylor Swift. Everything was Taylor Swift. And I'm so over it. I'm so over it. I'm I think done. everyone is slowly getting over that shit. I was, I was, I could handle Taylor. I could handle Swifties. I could handle them. I, I like Taylor Swift. I can handle the Swifties. And I was actually excited for now the Swifties to get into football and see how that worked. But now the actual NFL has pissed me off enough where I was like, I'm over this. I don't care. I, it, I'm done. I've seen way too much of Taylor Swift in one fucking game than I have in two years. And I'm done. I'm done. I don't. I don't want to see it anymore. But that's my ram. Good please, rant. please, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please, 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 reach out to us at AB Sports Media on Twitter um, or X nowadays, but it, it's Twitter. Um, also, reach out to us via email. Um, our email is Bill and AJ Media at gmail.com. Um, Bill, any last things you want to talk about? Fuck Chris Collingsworth. Okay. Yeah. Fuck Chris Collingsworth. Thank you guys for listening. My name's AJ. And I'm Bill. And get the hell out of here. I'm turning my camera off, so now you can't see me. Go birds. Go fightings. Woo! Gambling has become a problem for you or for someone you know, please call 1-800-GAMBLER to seek free, confidential, 24-7 problem gambling assistance. 
You can also text SUPPORT to 53342 to get more information about problem gambling behavior.